The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. Yes, welcome. Yes. It's 2022, it is March, and Craig and Mike... Virging on Greatness, here to talk to you about the Oscar nominations for Best Picture. Uh, it's uh, currently a week away, or we'll try and get this up uh, in a little bit of time, ahead of the uh-huh. uh, ahead of the big ceremony, uh, which is not that far away now. Uh, if you've heard us do one of these before, we, we try and make a little bit of a quick fire... A quick fire run through um, of the the uh, the nominations, ten to get through, ten nominations ten. to get through, ten um, nominations. Uh, Back uh, in my day, it was five. Yeah, yeah. five that's, nominations. That, that's that seems seems like a, it would make this podcast a lot easier to do if there were only five. Yeah, they in a, sure, in, sure in a reasonable time. So um, and they're changing it this year, so they're going to be doing a, um, a like a popular film Oscar as well. So the freaking audience. Can oh, really? There, there. Yeah. So You're there was, shitting me. That, so now there will be a um, an MTV fan favorite. My award, effectively. Fucking god. I mean, I mean, it's the Oscars. I mean, it's hardly <laughs> it's hardly science and how they're deciding what's the best picture of them. How do you objectively grade art in that way? Like, does it have the best story? Like, it it, it kind of doesn't make sense um, in many ways. But I mean, it's it's good to recognize these things. I, I think the performance stuff is a little easier to gauge to go like that is an excellent performance like give that person a pat on the back but uh for for film it seems more a political ploy than anything else these days but uh, regardless remind me remind me at the end because i want to know what's your what's your pick for the for the the audience fan oh yeah best best, best picture but let's (laughs) let's come to that at the end i'm gonna just write it down right now yeah good one so we're going to go. We're going to run through these nominations in uh, alphabetical order. Um, Craig's going to hear his thoughts, and I'm mostly going to try and keep us to time. I have seen exactly one of the ten <laughs> nominations. Um, Craig has seen all ten, which tells you everything you need what? to know about about uh, Craig and drama. I's Craig and I's <laughs> relationship. Do you know how hard it is this... to get all these ten films in? Because some of them, some of them aren't even showing at the cinema. You have to. You have to really go to some dark alleys to find these films uh, they they all go back into cinema after the oscars but some of them if if, if you miss the one weekend in the middle of october that this freaking film was on you're not watching it so. no, I, sal- I, sal- I salute you craig i appreciate you <sighs> doing the you know doing the business some of these were harder to watch than others so yeah that's all i'm gonna say yeah even yeah. fine yeah well, even once you've found them just because it's not yeah. just because it's nominated for an oscar and even just because it wins an Oscar does not mean doesn't it's mean gonna, it's fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> nope. So Craig, Craig has suffered, suffered for his art, um, suffered for all of you. So you don't have to. Uh, uh, so you guys sit back, enjoy. Uh, this is the this is our quick fire, quick fire run through of the best picture nominees, and we're going to kick it off with all Belfast. Right. Belfast. Bell. Hit us. Fast. Uh, so Belfast is uh, Kenneth Branagh. It's his kind of bittersweet remembrance of his last year in Belfast before his family moved away to the UK, and he changed his name to Mr. Shakespeare. But mm. uh, um, it, I mean, look, it's a it's a fun movie. It opens it opens strong on an idyllic um, Belfast street, uh, which is then torn apart by violence. It's shot in black and white, 
with um, little flashes of col- color a la Schindler's List. Um, Artie. It's arty yeah it's look it's not it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination um and it is it does have a fairy tale-esque quality to it because um it it keeps um it has this disney ending as it were as as much of a disney ending as you can have about a film set in the troubles um but it, it kind of neatly wraps up for the family at the end and they all sort of presumably go off into the into the sunset to become kenneth branagh mr mm. shakespeare um but it does, it, it has enough going for it. And obviously the subject material and the setting set it apart. But um, I think this was an odds-on early favorite for mm-hmm. an Oscar winner. Um, but I don't think, I, I, I don't think you're going to see um, a best picture for this film. You might see um, a best supporting actor nom for, uh, for a win for, or, or it'll be a supporting actor win because you've got Judy Dench and Karen Hines um they're both nominated the little kid in this is is outstanding uh and the lead actress um she is um i forget her name i i I, I could be wrong it's either lara mcdonald um i think it's lara mcdonald uh she is um she is excellent um and it's a real star turning uh, uh role for her so there may, be some ex- there may be some excessive pauses for Googling in this podcast. We try, <laughs> try and do our research beforehand, but as you've heard, we're, we're sailing a little close to the wind here. So we're sailing us. a bit close to the wind here. I'm pretty sure it's, I could be wrong. It, it could be um, uh, Lara McDonald. Uh, I apologize well in advance here because um, I'm, I'm in no way prepared to do all of this. I'm just currently typing Belfast to IMDb. Let's see. Um, there's there's a star turning role for for one of the actresses. I, I don't think she's. Um, oh, it's. A, oh, I'm not even going to try and say that. It's a Katrona Balf. Uh, I'm really sorry to all of her fans out there, but she's excellent. Okay. Um, they're all excellent. Everyone's excellent. Is it um, actually autobiographical? Like, is it actually about Kenneth Branagh? It's semi. Just loosely? It's semi. Okay. Well, I, I think it's. I think it could be anyone in Belfast at that time, but it, it is meant to be a, a young Kenneth. Right. Um, and um, and it's about his last year. But like I said, um, at the young child, the, the the boy in this Kenneth presumably uh, is obsessed with film and television, and so so he, the the way they use color in uh. the film is like these memories. So it's all the films black and white, and then there are these uh, little bits and pieces where he's watching television, he's seeing the TV in color, or they've gone to a, a play, and the and the actors on stage in the spotlight are on in color, that, but everything it, else is black and white. Is it Pleasantville that does that as well? Where yeah, Pleasantville, um, everything becomes more colorful as the film goes on, yeah. and they they work out that it, it's a racist, it's a racism parable told almost mm. exclusively with white people. So yeah, um, Ple- Pleasantville fun film, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, good movie um fairy tale-esque i don't think it's going to win um might so, get some technical might might yeah. get some uh, supporting noms sounds like stuff that's kind of been done before it has I mean, but it doesn't mean it's bad um mm. it's it, it does it well i mean arguably everything's done before i suppose but um sure true. yeah it was right. a good film coda great lead zeppelin album. coda coda was was my surprise pick it was my surprise film. I, I I had no interest in really watching it. If it wasn't for the Oscars, I wouldn't have watched it. Um, 
But uh, my notes in big capital letters says surprisingly good. Um, so it's a <laughs> to to a to a description like mostly harmless, surprisingly <laughs> mostly good. harmless, harmless, surprisingly good. Um, so CODA stands for Children's of Death Deaf Adults, um, and it's about a deaf uh, a family of four where three of them are deaf, um, and the uh, the daughter who who is our heroine. Uh, she can hear and she is kind of the hearing link for the family to the world and it's about her growing into her own person and um, coming to terms with her place in the world it's also about the family learning to to live what they're ex ex um, extolling which is you know you don't need to be uh, you don't need to have hearing to live in in the world but you know uh, as soon as she threatens to go off and do her own thing without her family like they all close ranks on her and and um she is she is their translate you know she's their interpreter mm. and their translator she's their link to the outside world um and it's um it's a really good film um <clears throat> i um thoroughly enjoyed it uh, all the performances are excellent um i really like uh the best supporting actor nom for troy kotzer as uh the dad um uh, so i like him to win um i think looking at the list i mean my heart is always in jk simmons uh but i actually think he might pick it up um i think he's actually a deaf actor as well um uh, I, I think all american all american the, movie? All the, yeah it's american movie it's, american. it's made for apple tv so mm. it's apple tv trying to out flick out netflix netflix mm. um it's a really yeah, good this, premise this, i really like it really it, interesting take on the that teenage coming teenage coming of age very much teenage story. coming of age story and um but it was it was just i've got to say i i, re I really enjoyed it uh some of these films are a bit of a trial to watch yeah uh, some of these films are, 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 are i went out and watched all of my own accord would have done so whether it was oscar bait or not uh, and some of these were just an absolute pleasant surprise and i think I, th I, I think last time we spoke about this i, I mentioned we had just and this is, tells you everything you need to know about the kind of movies that i watch i just watched the mitchells versus the machines um, which is a kid, kids movie on Netflix, kids which movie. is very good, um, but it's it, it replays a, a fairly well worn trope of uh, coming of a girl coming of age wanting to get away from her family and explore the big world. It's also done done almost like character for character in terms of the character design from um, the Crudes, uh, young. There's okay. a kind of younger, earnest younger brother, but a little bit weird. Dad's very stuck in his ways and mum's just mum's kind of the peacemaker um well so that's in, this movie too yeah older but, brother though yeah yeah, yeah um, older brother and and mum's the peacemaker but yeah exactly that dynamic but that's an interesting it's an interesting take on the take on on that that it's it's about it's about deafness and and the uh yeah being in being in torn across the two worlds which is normally a racial yep. a racial thing or a class thing yeah yeah, this was just an able versus uh, I don't want to say disabled, but an ableist sort of a yeah. like take on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, very good. But yeah, yeah, it was it was excellent. Highly recommend. No, don't um, don't look up. Don't this think is... it's gonna win. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's gonna win. I mean, it would be a, I, I would be if it did. I'd be absolutely happy that it did. Like I'd be like, yeah, cool, uh, a feel good movie um, that was well put together, well shot, all the rest of well acted, uh, wins. Yeah, great, perfect. But yeah. I don't think it does. Tell me about don't look up. Okay, so don't look up. Um, don't look up is the the film that's uh, so on the nose. It's not funny. 
Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's Adam McKay who does all these political satire films, um, and he have you seen Election? That like that's that's Adam McKay um, with Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick. I um, think I did watch that. Yeah, so he's done a bunch of them, and he did the um, the Dick Cheney um, biopic last two years ago. Okay. Um, so he does all of those 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 sort of films. Um, so there's a Netflix movie uh, set about the end of the world, and again, it's um, it's so on the nose. It's not funny. Um, it's it's a climate change allegory, but uh, obviously released um, in the time of COVID. So uh, there's like two <laughs> there's two direct parallels to this film. Um, it has been described by better writers than I as a one-joke film, and it mm. is kind of true. There's a, a running gag about um, a general that makes people pay for free snacks, uh, which is <laughs> which is really well done. Um, uh, there's I I enjoyed it a whole lot more than Amy did, um, but uh, yeah, this is an outside. This is an outside. I can't believe this is gonna. There's no way this wins. Um, film but yeah it was it was it was fine if you've got netflix watch it um i mean performances all around star-studded cast um great 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 performances put together well the the one note joke is there um uh, i i think it was it was fine uh satire satire mm. is so cutting mm. you can't tell it apart from uh the reality that it's it's, it's satirizing anymore um i mean there's a the the premise is that there's a meteor coming that's going to it's a um it's an extinction level event and uh and there's people out there going i'm excited about the new jobs that the meteor is going to bring and it's just like it's just like oh my god <laughs> you can save yourselves and and that's the premise as well like there's there's multiple opportunities for people to save themselves and and they don't um and because reasons all of them all of them dumb uh so uh, yeah, again, um, would be funnier if we weren't almost in that exact predicament right now. Uh, but for those, but for those that are like you know who see the writing on the wall and like holy shit, there's there's a, a calamity coming, uh, and there's people arguing about whether it should be blue or red and what the marketing around it should be. be it should be. And it's just it affects everybody equally. Anyway, uh, not going to win. Terrifying. Uh, <laughs> it is. I, I recommend. Um, I, I think I think you've got a bit of a, 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 a black sense of humor, a little bit like me. Yeah. I think you, Mike, would personally, you and Caitlin would personally enjoy this movie. Um, I know I did. Amy yeah. didn't like it. I did. Um, so, okay, enough about that. Drive my car. <laughs> okay. Drive my car. Uh, so this is the, the Japanese film. Um, it's slow. It's, it's damn near three hours long. Uh, it's about a guy he's an actor he his wife's cheating on him it's uh contemplative it's deliberate it's kubrickian in its pace um it's oh they don't make a lot of movies like this anymore uh this is your art house pick for the for the win yeah. i don't think it's gonna win i think it'll win best picture best foreign picture i don't think it'll win best picture um but this is a watch um it's it's certainly for the uh the the chardonnay um rialto crowd 
<laughs> it's it's certainly not it's certainly not the film you put on for a good time on a thursday night uh this is a long long movie yeah. where virtually nothing happens all of the detail is in the dialogue it's um it runs a, a million parallels to the play within a play or the play within a movie in this case the the uncle vanya the Chekhov play yeah. uh, lots of dialogue happens in the Chekhov play that then plays out in real life um it's it's just it's just okay yep we get it thank you uh this is a great film i guess i mean if this is your first experience to art house foreign cinema like you're probably going to come away from this just feeling like your eyes have been opened for the first time but if you've seen any film that tries harder than your average like you're just going to be going oh get to the point um so but yeah um great movie um not gonna win i don't think um but uh yeah uh I mean, if this is your bag, go and watch it. Certainly wasn't a movie for me. Uh, I will not be racing out to watch this again in the future. So, don't uh, don't drive my car um, or drive my car, uh, but you know, park it. Because uh, anyway, fantastic. Moving throw, on. Th- hurl yourself from the moving car. <laughs> hurl yourself violently from the moving car. <laughs> um, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm casting shade on it right now. It's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's super well um put together it's super well shot it, it's it's haunting the music's great the performances though very very slow are um are excellent but again it's it's like a checkoff play it's it's like it's like it's a kubrickian nightmare it's, it's a type it's, of, it's a type of movie it's definitely a kind of movie um and it, and it plays well to itself so um if you're into that kind of thing you're gonna love it if you're not give it a miss um all right but if you're curious try it see how you get dune okay so dune uh one of the few films on this list i watched um diegetically uh i I went out and watched dune of my own free accord um so i really liked it it was it was excellent um it was haunting well shot well put together the soundtrack is is phenomenal i think you probably see um, a best original score for Hans zimmer come out of this it was mm-hmm. it was really really good although i think best original score will probably go to encanto um i don't think it's going to win best picture or best director is it nominated it's not nominated for best director um i think it, i don't think it'll win best picture it'll pick up a bunch of technical awards um visually sound wise design wise it's it's phenomenal um it, it's really excellent um thoroughly enjoyed it uh riveting film three hours long or damn near three hours long didn't feel three hours yeah. long um can't wait to see more uh, how does it the, how does it, it compare to the new blade runner i kind of put them in the same they are bucket. um it's definitely you've seen the original david lynch dune i take never it. watched it actually no i haven't probably a good one for the podcast it's a that's a fever dream um i think we've mentioned it previously yeah. uh it, it's infinitely better in every way and just like with blade runner is it 2047 or 2049 49 i think 2049 whatever it is yeah same director obviously um i would argue that that movie is better than the original blade runner um uh, and in the same way that this this movie is is so is such a different beast from the original dune they can't be compared anymore but right um but yeah uh, excellent film all the same um i i just think it's really well put together it's 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 really good i i thoroughly enjoyed it um star-studded cast um sure. director really knows what he's doing uh, 
gosh, everyone's in it. Uh, it it's it's been, it's fantastic. I loved you. It was um, that I will be racing out to watch again. Um, All right, we are we are halfway through. Craig halfway, we're five. halfway home. Do you need a do you need a drink of water or something? I've got, I've doing, got, doing I've got some coffee here. right here. Yeah, yeah you, why, don't you a, why don't you take a hit on that? I'll fill in. I'll fill in a little bit, like while Craig recaffeinates. <laughs> You're talking a lot of the heavy I, lifting I think, on this podcast, and I'm grateful. I'll make some. I'll make some predictions. I think um, best adapted screenplay probably will go to Dune. Um, I think the source material is voluminous. Um, yeah, sure. It, I've read the book, um, but yeah, gosh, so good. Oh gosh. Anyway, anyway, right. moving right along. King okay, Richard, we're good. King Richard. Okay, so this is the the Will Smith joint based yeah. on the the Venus uh, and Serena Williams sisters. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's going to win best picture uh but i do think it'll win best actor i think uh will smith yeah. as as richard uh is probably going to pick this one up this year um i do really like benedict cumberbatch for power of the dog as well for best actor but i think it'll be and i really liked andrew garfield for tick tick boom i'll talk a little bit about tick tick boom later when we get to west side story um but uh i i think i think will smith for King Richard, that's your that's your best Oscar winner right he there. Won, did he, he win one for Ali? No, he was nominated. He's nominated. been he's been nominated. I think he's been nominated at least once. I could be wrong. Because um, if you if you kind of if you if you get nominated enough without winning, you, you kind of tip over eventually with the sympathy vote, right? And I don't yeah, like uh, I don't feel like he's won one before. Unless unless you're um, the actor from Lawrence of Arabia, whose name um, I can't remember right now, in which case you get like five or six career nominations, and and then they eventually give you an honorary Oscar because mm. you can't you can't fucking manage to win one. Is so that, is that Peter O'Toole? I want to say Peter top, O'Toole. Top of my head. Yeah, that's the one. Top of the dome. Yeah, Peter yeah. O'Toole. Top of the dome. Uh, yeah, Peter O'Toole. Um, well, but I mean, heck, they they gave bloody John Wayne an Oscar at one point. Um, <laughs> don't know why yeah uh yeah but uh, king richard uh fun movie um i did i did take some exception a little exception to it and it it's gonna sound a bit nitpicky but it's the story of venus and serena williams um uh, they were uh, they're they're black sports stars um in in, in a predominantly white sport of tennis yeah. which is which is a real commentary on the socioeconomic background that a lot of the tennis players come from. Not many of them come from poor neighborhoods. They all come from well-to-do neighborhoods because in order to get good at tennis, you need access to the tennis court, all that, all that, yeah. all that other stuff. It's a bit like swimming, right? Like you don't see a lot of poor kids in swimming because yeah. in order to have access to the pool, anyway, moving right along. Um, I do find it odd and I did find it a little bit like, really, is there no other way to tell that story? Uh, but but ultimately it was a it was a a male driven film because it's about Richard the father of the girls and 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 him driving those girls um, to being sports stars and to being the best in the world at their game and um, so like in a in a story about two of the most successful female athletes ever and and it's very possible that um, I'll get this the wrong way around that Serena Williams will be regarded as the best female tennis player of all time and she will be and it'll in 20 years from now we'll be doing this hopefully not but in 20 years we'll be doing this and we'll still be talking about how she mm. is the best tennis player of all time yeah. that it that it, it was a story about their father and not them 
um, or rather told from the father's point of view rather than their mm. point of view. So I just thought it was like, okay, we're getting better at this, but still it's, it's a male-driven film about women rather than a, a female-driven film about women. I know that's mm. a weird line in the sand to take, but mm. um, we're there. Um, so Should what's carry next? On? Licorice pizza. Yeah licorice pizza paul thomas anderson um are you a fan of paul thomas anderson films like he did absolutely um, magnolia. magnolia uh yeah what's the what's the one set in the uh, um in the porn porn industry in the 70s? boogie nights boogie nights so this is yet another film set in the 70s um so he really likes that time period obviously um it's a weird it's it's a fun movie but it's weird and um it's about a 15 year old who's got a, a major crush on a, on a 21 or a 25 year old woman um it, it's it's about this escalating tit for tat relationship that they have um it's it's fun it's got these fun vignettes it's sort of like mm-hmm. adventure to adventure to adventure um about the freewheeling 70s it's 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 uh, i don't know it, it's fun it's a good film um it does have uh, what is quite possibly the most under um, underrated or un- unacknowledged performance by Bradley Cooper of all time. So Bradley Cooper is nominated for Best Actor here for um, Nightmare Alley, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but he should have been... Oh, he's not, sorry. Uh, he should have been nominated um, for uh, Best Supporting Actor in um, Licorice Pizza because he, he does a John Peters um, impersonation. John Peters is a, is famously a, a power producer in Hollywood who used yeah. to who used to be a hairdresser, became Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, and then became a producer. Um, and uh, he, Bradley Cooper does a, a John Peters impersonation here in this film. It is so fucking good. It is so hilarious. Um, he is when he turns up as John Peters, uh, the whole film turns around. Mm. Um, it takes it in a whole other direction. It's it's so good. Um, uh, he's the thing I remember. This beard, him telling this kid yeah. uh, how to say Streisand. It's 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 freaking magic. Yeah. Um, highly highly recommend Licorice Pizza. Um, would watch again. Uh, don't think it'll win, um, but did enjoy the hell out of it. Did enjoy the hell out of Bradley Cooper. Um, right. The the kid in it um, is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid. Oh, um, really? He's the lead actor. Yeah, and uh, he's he's got some chops. He's 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 got some of his dad in him. Um, he, and I watched most of this film before. I was like, who the hell is he? Looks so familiar. Uh, and yeah, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid. Yeah, um, yeah so it's bittersweet because um, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman featured quite prominently in Paul Thomas Anderson films. Yeah. Um, so I can't imagine what that was like behind the scenes. Um, would have been very uh, very very powerful for very many people involved in that film. Um, but yeah, uh, loved it. Um, don't think it'll win. Bit odd. Highly recommend. Good film. Well, I'm sure we're getting closer, folks, to the movie that Craig thinks will win. <laughs> we are. Through, we've been through seven. We're working our way alphabetically. <laughs> we've got. We've got three more to go. One, three more to go. Uh, so the next one, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. So that's the Guillermo del Toro um, film. Um, it's a. It's a. It's a. It's another fairy tale esque. I mean, I, I, with the Del Toro movie, are you surprised? Um, mm. It's uh, set in and around uh, circuses in the 1930s, I want to say, or the 1940s, mm-hmm. like turn of the century stuff, uh, post war, pre war uh, yep. time period. 
Um, it's um, not bad. It's really good. It's just about this one guy who does uh, mentalism, who's a mentalist. Okay. Um, you know, does the, does that sort of you know crowd reading sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, and the hubris, and it's a rise and fall story, mm. and um, it's about a guy who who starts inventing a reality that he can't he can't possibly uh, live up to. So uh, he he starts he starts to get high on his own supply, as it were, and. Um, uh, it's just pieced together nicely. It's it's got it's got a cast of thousands. Everyone everyone's in this film. Um, gosh, what else can you say about it? It's not going to win, um, but it's it's very well done. Um, highly recommend. Um, Bradley Cooper is in it. Um, so I, I was wrong when I said he had a best actor nom in him for this, but he doesn't. Um, mm. But he should have got one for <laughs> Licorice Pizza. Um, yeah, gosh, I don't know what else you could possibly say about. Um, uh, Nightmare Alley. It's not going to well, win. It's... Well, look. Well, let's jump on. We got two. Let's, let's swing on. We got two more to go. And then we're going. I've gonna got. Go, I've got a, a fair amount to say about the next two. So um, yeah, yeah. Let's swing. Yeah. Let's swing in. Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. Uh, not a Don Winslow uh, movie based on the book of the same name, uh, but it's about cowboys in, at the turn of the century. You saw this one too. This is the one you've seen. This Mike. is what the, did you think This is the one Dog? that I've seen. Hey, look, I um, it's it's absolutely beautiful. <clears> I watched watched it at home with my wife. Um, it, it is stunning to look at. Um, every shot is every every shot is exquisite. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a it's a film more to enjoy as a work of art than, mm, than, than that a, shot than a story. of the walking of across the. We were talking about this pre pre um, pre show, uh, but that shot of the uh, the cowboys walking across the walking down the road to at the beginning of the film to, to the restaurant after the after they've just done their hard yards or whatever it is, and it's just this this beautiful shot. Um, I think it's semi tracking, but it's mm. it's it's mm, you can't see me doing this at home, people. But mm, Chef's Kiss, yeah. it's 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 so good. And like when I think of this film, there's just so many shots that that um, stand out as being just excellent, excellent cinema. I think it's nominated for best cinematography. It it's probably got to, it's got to win. I got haven't to seen any of the other movies, um, but it's got to win that. It looks it, it yeah well. Dune will be the only one that gives it a, a hard run for its money. I mean, I mean, just just while we're on this, um, and sorry to interrupt your flow there, Mike, but Not just sure. on the cinematography, like Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy Macbeth, and West Side Story. I've seen four of those films. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to call it. They're, really? they're so all four of those films are so beautifully shot, and I hate Janos Kaminski. He's the guy from he's Spielberg's guy in West yeah. Side Story. I can't stand him, um, and even I was forced to go. That is beautiful. That is a really good, really well shot film. Um, uh, no, no, sorry, Mr. Kaminsky, you're twice Oscar winning. I know, uh, and I'll never, never live up to your standard. <laughs> just, I, I don't. I, I just find, I just find the light you use to be the wrong color for me. That's basically what it comes down to. Um, and but yeah, all of this fantastic. Um, but yes, in particular, Power of the Dog, um, Ari Wagner beautiful 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 mm. film carry on mike sorry um and clearly the 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 performance is outstanding Every, everybody in it you can point to and say that person is doing a magnificent job um mm. so full, mm. full right. credit to full credit to jane campion obviously there's the there's the new zealand connection which which i love uh, it's, it's still a it's still kind of a hard movie to watch even with all of that and if i was like i guess if i was on a date night it would be different but on a Saturday night at home, it's not necessarily the sort of movie you put on to wind down. And so, so we did have you. to, we did, did require a little bit of work. Um, 
but uh, uh, look, it's, it's definitely a film you have to be engaged in because a lot of it is shown, not told. So yeah, absolutely. If you're not if you're not watching it, watching it. If you're like dual screening it, and like doing something on your phone at the same time, you will miss the little clues that tell you who's who, um, and yeah. will key you in on some of the key relationships, which become you know very important later in the piece. Um, Performance wise, I think everyone from this is basically nominated. So everyone from um, I think it's has it picked up one in every category no the only one it doesn't pick up is best actress because there is no leading no, actress the kirsten dunst and she's best supporting and i'm pretty sure if she had been recognized as best actress it would be in there as well sure um, so it's got three of the four acting noms so actor actress uh best supporting actress best supporting actor yeah. Um, so it's 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 really picked them up. I like Kirsten Dunst for Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Don't think she will win. My heart is with Kirsten Dunst on this one. I want Kirsten to win, but I really think it's going to go to Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, um, or it'll go to Judy Dench in Belfast mm-hmm. because Judy Dench. Yep. Um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, and Jesse Plemons. I, I like Jesse Plemons in this, but I don't see him winning Best Best supporting actor in this i see that going to troy Costur um for coda um and javier uh, sorry not javier but he was in being the ricardos um but benedict cumberbatch i think this is a this is a the fight will be benedict cumberbatch will smith for the best best mm. actor yeah. yeah uh what do you think what do you think about it for best picture power of the dog i think i think it's pretty much a lock i think Really? Um, I think it's basically this is is the is the film to beat. Jane Campion's obviously had some some issues after the um, after the BAFTAs, where she suggested that the trials of women in Hollywood were were equal to um, the trials of, of black women in America, and um, so so that was a bit tone deaf. Uh, she, admittedly, to her credit, she got out in front of that pretty quick and admitted that she was clearly having a brain aneurysm when she said that um, yeah. uh, because it was pretty dumb uh, so but yeah um, I mean it wouldn't be the first time someone got up at the Baptist and from New Zealand and did something dumb uh, we, we just talked about Gladiator recently uh, <laughs> yeah. Rusty Crow Rusty Crow went out to the one. wings and <laughs> beat up the stage manager because they cut him off uh, so um, fantastic um, yeah right, I really us, liked I really I re- just tell us about uh, no, west side right, story finish yeah finish on power i was of the dog. just gonna say finish i really like i really like power of the dog it's it's the kind of film um i did make some notes about it and i said um power of the dog is the kind of film that changes cinema so it's um it, it i don't know if it's it's revolutionary but it is definitely reformatory um and i think i think where these kind of films if they do well we're going to see more of these kind of films i mean box office wise i don't know what numbers it did for netflix but i, I don't think it's um I don't think uh, it's going to set the world on fire, but it's... Is it different now? And I haven't seen... But the, the obvious um, movie, it's, it's difficult to talk about the power of the dog without talking about Brokeback Mountain. Is it different enough from Brokeback Mountain that people won't just think, well, didn't we already do Brokeback Mountain? Didn't we already do Gay Cowboys? Um, yeah, I think... So. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's different enough, like you say, but it's... Um, it, it's all the films this year like certainly power of the dog drive my car dune they're all these grandiose epics and they they're filmed like epics they're old school hollywood and their mm. sensibilities um not especially power of the dog it's everything is strongly implied 
um yep. nothing is nothing is directly told and it's requires you to be engaged and think about it and to to piece together the clues um it's definitely a show not tell it's 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 real old school hollywood stuff it's the kind of thing you would have seen an oscar win for in the 70s mm. um so it, it's a real turnaround like it's not it's not it's not quentin tarantino inspired it's not david lynchian it's it's not it's it's real it's real old school hollywood and um i just thought that was interesting that quite a few of the films this year that were nominated had a real classic feel about them yeah and this in particular yeah um which speaking of old school hollywood yeah west side story good god um are you a fan of the musical are you a fan of the original the david wise uh, original I've, I've never seen it i'm not that into musicals i think we've, talked uh, neither about, am I think I. we've discussed on the podcast before <laughs> How have you not? How have you managed to get through life without having seen West Side Story? I think I was made to watch it at school. No, never got there. In Germany, <laughs> I watched I watched Blues Brothers at school. That's the closest I got to watching musicals at school. I love the Blues Brothers. I okay, so love the Blues Brothers West, too. So good. West Side Story, um, obviously a, a a passion project for for Spielberg. Um, he's tried to make this sort of old school hollywood musical in the past uh one of one of his first films after he was successful was 1941 which is mm. which is almost a musical it's a comedy musical but it it's it feels like this is the kind of film he wanted to make when he was younger and now that he's steven fucking spielberg and he can make whatever the fuck he likes um it feels like he's just gone fuck it i'm gonna do west side story so this is as much a a, a passion project for him as anything else i don't mm-hmm. think anyone anywhere was clamoring for a um a, a big a big budget revival of west side story um which kind of which is kind of interesting because um there was another musical that was nominated uh this year didn't end up getting a best picture nom did end up getting a best actor nomination for andrew garfield which is tick tick mm. boom um which yep. is um uh, the story of the the chap i forget his name uh jonathan uh, jonathan larson who's the guy who wrote rent um who died tragically on just before the opening night of rent um so it's his story um and it's about him creating a play um, or a musical it, it's really good sorry I, i'm not going to get this isn't going to become the tick tick boom um uh, podcast but um interestingly spielberg fails i feel to uh probably um it fails to create an authentic connection to the source material so you've got a primarily at its core it's a story about um puerto ricans and new york kids in mm. Um, the Upper West Side, which neither of those people would be living there now, um, and and it's about their struggle and there's, there's elements of racism and integration and like both sides are as bad as each other, told almost beat for beat over um, Romeo and Juliet, yeah, um, and with music with some with some toe tapping numbers, um, yeah. and I don't really feel like this is Spielberg's story to tell anymore so ultimately the original play was written by mm. white guys about a racial struggle that they really didn't know anything about mm. but they certainly weren't involved in and ironically the 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 argument of authenticity is um is there with tick tick boom so tick tick boom feels authentic and it did it for a, a quarter of the budget uh whereas west side story feels very glitzy very slick very smooth very well told very well acted uh, um, adriana devoe's probably should get the oscar for best supporting actress she is phenomenal everybody is phenomenal in this film um everyone is is amazing um 
and it's well shot well put together so good feels feels like a really really gold-plated volkswagen Mm. because it's just so well put together so glitzy but ultimately it's a volkswagen and i i I don't know i just i feel a little bit iffy about it i i'm terribly biased when it comes to spielberg i'd watch a dog food commercial directed Mm. by steven spielberg and think it was the best dog food commercial ever he might win best director for this he might i don't Mm. think it'll win best picture um i don't think uh, i think it'll pick up a couple of um uh, I think it'll pick up a few smaller awards. It might pick up a Best Supporting Actress, uh, but I don't think it's going to win. I think Power of the Dog beats this. Uh, All right. And that got us to the end. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk briefly about was Encanto. So that's probably going to pick up your best music. Yeah. Uh, special effects, 100% going to June. Yeah. Um, oh, Best, best Actress, um, it'll be... I think it'll be Kirsten Stewart for Spencer. Yeah. Um, the movie is garbage. She is great. Yeah. She is really good. Um, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. I like him for best best actor, but yeah, sadly, wrong film, wrong year. Um, yeah. Gosh. Awesome. Audience audience favorite. Oh, that's hundred be... percent gonna be. Um, it'll it'll be Spider Man No Way Home, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if they're actually doing it this year, but they're bringing it in. But yeah, um, it's it's impossible to talk about uh, the year that was without talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, so that was a surprisingly good movie. Um, set a whole bunch of box office records um, in, a, in, in a time post-COVID where we've been mm. uh, isolating for two years. Um, it, it showed that the box office was still a viable, a viable um, a medium. Uh, mm-hmm. the cinema is a viable medium made a bunch of money um was super popular uh, was a real crowd pleaser uh, i this audience i saw it in um it's one of the few times in, in in a cinema where people have audibly cheered and clapped um when when certain on-screen things happened yeah um, right. there was a real emotional connection for a lot of people in that audience the um only other time i can think that i've seen that in the cinema was in avengers endgame um at the end um during the big climactic fight with thanos there was audible cheering during moments of that um i still get goosebumps when i think about one moment in particular when thor when captain america picks up thor's hammer i was like yes um (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah uh and the only other time i've seen that was was in southeast asia where people would audibly clap and cheer for anything on screen I, I watched a chuck <laughs> norris movie called delta force and chuck norris rides on the back of, stands up on the back of a motorcycle and people were cheering in the crowd for that it's like calm down folks it's chuck norris just calm down um but yeah so it's it, that that's the kind of emotional impact that Very film cool. had um so um yeah i think i think this is definitely one of the strongest years for oscars in a yeah. very long time yeah. um any one of those films for best picture on any other year would have been an absolute shoo-in, I suspect. But not this year. We got 10 of them. So um, I think, though I would really like Dune to win, that's my that's my personal pick for the year. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to go to Power of the Dog. All right. Well, we'll all be watching next well, week. Well, there it is. Thank there you, Craig. Is. We got there. We got, we got there. there. Um, we'll wrap it up Ooh. there. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with a regular Virgin on Greatness <laughs> in another few weeks. <laughs> 
um, hit us up in the socials if you um, want to share what you thought of some of these movies what do you think is going to win um, yeah let us know I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll cut this out cut this up and get this out hopefully tonight um, and so, so this will be out before our, probably our next film um, but yeah um, or, or shortly thereafter but it'll be out before the Oscars so. cool alright see you next time Craig bye everyone alright see you folks Thank you.